Welcome to Channel 33 and our first official, unofficial Mayweather-McGregor boxing super fight podcast. I'm David Shoemaker. I'm here. Uh, we, we got some other ringer staffers coming up later, but but right now I have the living legend Chuck Mindenhall on the phone. How you doing, Chuck? Good, man. Glad to finally be talking about this thing. It feels like a, we've been hinting about it for years here. Chuck, you you uh, you write a lot about UFC for us. Uh, hopefully, have a have a piece on this fight coming up soon. Uh, you you write mostly for MMA fighting, and I've already covered this piece. I mean, covered this fight. Uh, it's not no surprise to anybody listening to this that MMA fighting, as well as every other internet website, has gone wall to wall on this since it was announced yesterday. Um, is is Floyd Floyd Mayweather the greatest pound for pound boxer of all time versus? Uh, a dominant MMA fighter, um, a, sta- a dominant stand-up MMA fighter who has never uh, competed in a professional boxing match of any sort. Uh, is this a fight that we should be excited about to the degree that we are? Well, when you say it like that, <laughs> it's one of those things, man. Um, it's really just because these guys are so brash in who they are, too. Like, in the world of boxing, obviously, Floyd Mayweather has uh, built himself an empire through his, his promotions and everything else. And then you get this guy who's from Ireland who comes up and basically does the same thing with the UFC, and they're both dictating their spaces um, enough to make a perfect storm. And I feel like this is it's one of those weird things, man, where people started speculating about this fight probably all the way back, I would say, in 2014, which is pretty early into Connor's career, and it just never made sense. It was such a stupid hypothetical that you didn't really want to entertain it. And I've been, you know, I've been asked about it a billion times um, if it's ever going to happen. And my response is always, no, it won't. Um, because it just, it, when you're dealing with the UFC, the way that they've handled their uh, business affairs for so long, uh, they just don't share property. And that's one of these, that's one of these situations where Connor actually transcended um, the sport in that way and transcended the promotion to even get to this spot. So it's, it's a weird, weird thing. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense, man. I mean, you could look at it from any angle and it only makes sense to the players and getting paid a lot of money. But if you look at it from, um, from the, I, I guess it captivates an audience that basically doesn't follow the sport. It's a, it's one of those things that's going to be a cash grab for all the people who just know the names and they know that, uh, these two crazy guys are going to finally meet in a, in a, in boxing, um, and will tune in for that spectacle itself. But, Ultimately, this is one of those things in prospect that's going to look really, really good. And in retrospect, we might look back and kind of grimace at it, you know what I mean, and think it was a, a dumb thing altogether. Well, uh, on the one hand, I totally agree with you. Um, my buddy Brian Campbell came out of the gate fast with a piece on CBS about how this I was all that. Yeah, this is all about money um, for McGregor. I mean, for, for Mayweather. I'm sure it's the same for McGregor, too. I, I agree. I thought it would never happen. You and I have talked about this on and off for, for the past six months, and it just seemed like like, like the, the hype of it potentially happening was where the real value was for both fighters, right? I mean, that it, that it was just, I mean, the, the, even if one side was gonna, was taking it seriously, it really felt like, you know, I was, I was, I was so sure that Conor McGregor was going to, you know, try to push for seven-ounce gloves or just something that Mayweather would say no yeah. to, you know, that there would just be some deliberate sticking point that would keep this from happening. Um, but now people are saying, a hun- uh, like, you know, that, that, that they could make $100 million each or more. You know, I mean, it's, it's, 
the money is really, I mean, the money and, and the hype, the celebrity that's going to, that's yeah. going to attend it are, are really what matters here. Um, what well, you, you have, uh, paid a lot of attention to both of these fighters and, you know, we, we've, we've talked back and forth about, um, kind of crossover fighters, both in the octagon and in the boxing ring, um, over the years. It, is there any way that this is a good fight? I'm not trying to detract from it because <laughs> let, let me say up top, I think that the ring entrances are going to be the most exciting 10 minutes of my adult life. Like I think Agreed. that it's going yeah. to be amazing when it gets in the ring. It's another story. I mean, what, 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 what is the, I really enjoyed your, your piece because you gave some hope to the McGregor fans out there. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think the, the, the case for Connor is? Well, you know, it's the truth of the matter is that Floyd is 40 years old, man. I mean, it's it's one of those things you think, well, yeah, but he was, you know, he was still competing at the top of his game um, when he last appeared, which wasn't all that long ago. And you think, you know, uh, he probably will not be, he, he probably will not look too different from the from the version we've seen, basically a defense first fighter who avoids getting hit. I think that the unique thing about MMA in particular, especially in the striking, is that you know these guys they understand range in a different sense. They uh, they play with the range a lot more because there's always the the threat of double leg takedowns and kicks and things like that. So there's a little bit more of a, an awareness, I guess, with the space in between. And it's it's one of those things that you, when you think about a southpaw who has a little bit of a reach advantage and he has 12 years um, you know on him and, and youth, and you think. You could you could draw up a scenario where if he just gives him some unorthodox looks, if he just gives him some different things that you know typical boxers wouldn't, that maybe he would land something and um, and make that and make a punch count. I think that that's really his best bet because the further the fight goes, obviously it's just going to be Floyd Mayweather in a walkover, and that's actually how I see the fight going. So I agree with you 100% about the walkouts and just the anticipation of um, of uh, I guess you know these guys seeing these guys finally do this very surreal thing, um, that's going to be a lot of fun. But I have a feeling if it, once it, if it gets past like the second round, this thing's going to level out into something that we're like, yep, I knew it all along. This fight sucks. But I, uh, I do give, I do think that uh, Connor will, you know, I, I, he's, he's too good, man. You've seen him in, you've seen him in the, against Eddie Alvarez. He just carved him up. He carved him up on the feet. And Eddie Alvarez is a pretty good stand-up boxer. You know, he, he's got a little bit of a boxing background himself. Um, we've seen him, you know, mark up Nate Diaz, but he himself gets hit a lot. Um, so there's there's that too. But I think that he is one of the best guys. You know, he's he's by far the best representative of MMA to try something like this because his unorthodox striking and because he is so good with that space. Yeah, I mean, you said you're talking about guys who have a little bit of boxing background. I'm sure you saw this tweet from uh, yeah. from Chris Van Heerden today, that or was it yesterday, where he was where he had a video of himself sparring with Connor and. He was just kind of picking him apart, you know, in the in the in just a little little friendly sparring match, um, and it yeah. re- and it really looked like Connor was, I mean, Connor was still, if not literally, he was figuratively in the MMA stance, right? He was just sort of like absorbing these shots and waiting for a big blow that was never going to come because he's not used to guys defending the way that boxers defend, um, right? And presumably that's something one can work on. I think that that uh, it, it's just a it's it, it's it's yeah. just impossible to wrap your mind around uh, how the, how this transition would work for a pro fighter like him. 
it'd be one thing if he was fighting a, you know, just a different caliber of boxer, um, making the switch over. Obviously, it wouldn't work as to this big colossal payday, and pro- probably, in my mind, could be the biggest fight in terms of um, gate, in terms of pay-per-view buys and all that stuff. It wouldn't have that unless it's Floyd Mayweather, and it's this perfect storm of uh, Conor McGregor, you know, being able to utilize his, you know, what he what he's built in the UFC. So it's it's interesting, but. If he was fighting a lesser boxer, it would be, it would be interesting, I think, to see how he would go against it. But the the bottom line is when he's going against a guy who's forty nine and zero and really has not had a ton of close fights, and it's just so hard to hit. When you put all those factors together, it just seems it seems crazy. It seems audacious from McGregor's standpoint, particularly because uh, obviously he's going to he's going to cash in huge. But he stands to be humiliated in a fight like this too, at least in the in the casual you know to the casual viewer and everybody um, tuning in who doesn't really follow the sport too much. You know what I mean? So it's I would like to have seen him. You know, I, w- I wish he had a couple of you know boxing. You know, some of these guys who go into MMA they have the boxing backgrounds. He really doesn't have that. I wish he did because you'd have something more to draw from. Yeah, I mean, Chris Mannix wrote a piece yesterday, too, uh, which relates to, to what you were just saying. There's a, he has a great line where he says, why make the fight? Because there's a sucker born every minute, and come August 26th, <laughs> come, come August 26th there will be millions of them. I mean, right. it really does it, – it's, it's a really interesting – it casts an interesting uh, uh, spotlight on the careers that both of these fighters have had. Um, I, w- I was texting with somebody last night and, and, and comparing it to pro wrestling, which is, of course, my frame of reference for everything. But the but I mean, you have Mayweather, who I mean, he gets knocked for not I mean, for, for fighting a bunch of like potatoes through his career. He, he's fought a lot of really high caliber fighters. He's just better than all of them. But right. And, but there's but he did. But he has had some fights that were a little bit sketchy. And I was joking that he sort of perfected the like the headliner squash match in boxing. Connor, Connor, on the other hand, has sort of like dismantled the, you know, the the kind of classical aspects of of MMA, just in the fact that he like has no regard for weight classes. He prefers to like, you know, settle blood feuds instead of actually just like racking up wins. And whereas normal fighters, the, you know, the goal is to get to the top and then and then the next goal is to stay there. In MMA, there's nothing harder than staying on top. Right. I mean, getting there is almost yeah. is, is almost a, is easy compared to it. Um, Absolutely, but but it's but it but it does cast an interesting light on this because both of these guys, I mean, it does seem like they both built their careers sort of you know around this sort of hype that dismantles the sport that they're a part of, and so this is sort of perfect in a way. Yeah, yeah, I can see all of that. Um, it's inter- It's so interesting from the. There's a little bit of an inferiority complex going on, I think, with MMA towards boxing. Obviously, boxing has the, the the long history, and they have you know they've had great chroniclers over the years. They've had some of the some of the best sports writers uh, were boxing writers. They were guys, um, you know, Norma Mailers and stuff who were coming up. So they really, you know, they took the sport into something else, into an art form. They took it to other places, and I feel like it's it's funny because MMA hasn't really had that. You know, it's uh, it, it it's it's only really been sanctioned for about 15 years and it only got legalized in New York when Conor McGregor fought there in November. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that it's catching up. It's trying to catch up to boxing. So to even have a guy of this caliber be able to meet somebody of, you know, uh, to go meet somebody like Floyd Mayweather, who's as big as they come in boxing, it just, it feels like he's doing a service to the the community in a weird way. It feels like he's actually lifting the sport up in this very strange sense um, and giving it some, some different shine. But uh, 
there's there's a lot of things in play, man. Conor McGregor is one of those guys who is so stubborn. You mentioned he settles these blood feuds and things. He's also a guy who it made no sense for him to rematch Nate Diaz outside of the money realm and all that stuff, but to do it at 170 pounds, it made no sense. Both guys had fought a, you know, he was trying to fight 155 pounds, but he only went to 170 because that's how the first one went. So he's fixated on the idea of doing it exactly the same and avenging that loss. And it's just one of the he's he's a he's a very weird um, obsessed guy that way. He wants to do everything that uh, he wants to give all the all the benefits to the other guy. And I, I feel like that's what we're seeing 100% by him doing this in a boxing, like you said, not negotiating any kind of changes to um, you know to the glove size or anything. He just basically is doing it all on Floyd Mayweather. Um, and I, he's even doing. I think I heard it 154 pounds, which is a little bit different. You know, it's from Floyd's normal weight. So. It's it's all towards Floyd, and that's just that's some pretty big balls, man, for uh, for McGregor to carry, you know, carry his reputation, carry sort of the MMA in general, like carry that that uh, that whole that whole sport and that whole fan base into the into the boxing ring like this. You make an interesting point about about the kind of history of of boxing writing having sort of you know carried the sport or lifted the sport to another level. Um, I thought about that a lot, you know. I mean, for as long as I've been as long as I've been writing it, that UFC. I mean, you you've done some amazing writing for us about UFC, but for the but for the first you know decade of UFC's uh, significance, th- there weren't people doing that to the same degree that there were boxing writers back in the day. And I think it's mostly because UFC was doing it for themselves. Like I re- I remember sitting in a sports bar watching a promo for a promo package for Cain Velasquez, thinking like this is the piece that Norman Mailer would have written. You know, I mean, it's they mm. they, they they do their own myth making in house, and that's kind of part of their. <laughs> Part part of their 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 corporate structure, um, but then you have yeah. someone like Conor McGregor come out of nowhere and and he I mean the the phrase gets thrown around but he transcends the sport you know I mean he, he's he's bigger yeah. than he's more than their in house PR department can handle and so um, you know you end up with boxing in um, a sort of perpetual state of decline I mean it's not it's it's obviously a, a really it's still an enormous deal. And someone like Floyd Mayweather was, you know, just the, the icon of, of, of uh, you know, bigger than the sport for a long time himself. But it does sort of seem like they're, they're, uh, they're crossing paths. The two sports are crossing paths, and these are the two, yeah. the two icons that have, to, that have to battle for it. I just, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we're, there's going to be podcasts. There's going to be a million pieces written. Um, this is already all, starting, man. Yeah, no, this yeah. is all about the hype. You texted me yesterday that the chit's already off the hook. You know, like it was like it's yeah. it, it was immediate. People were just waiting for this great exhale of uh of of just the hype machine. Um, and you know, every sports radio show is talking about it today. This is this is this is just really enormous, and it om- it almost feels like the fight itself doesn't matter. True. That's a good point, man. Uh, I feel like, you know, because most, when you're talking about the fight game in general, you're really talking about the lead up. You, you know, I, I feel like you, it's it's a bonus if the fight lives up to any kind of high expectation. Um, most times, though, it's most fun because leading up is when everything takes place, you know. The guys square off, all the all the shit talking goes back and forth. It just, um, you know, people, people, especially in a fight of this magnitude, people will just randomly talk about it. If they know that you cover the sport, they're going to want to talk to you, like people who don't pay attention, things like that. Um, that's what's fun, man. And it's going, to, it's going to be like no other fight that we've had because you have both the boxing, you know, you're going to have the boxing world and the MMA world arguing over this. And um, 
that's fun, man. I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff that gets you. That's what gets you going. You know, um, when James Tony came, James Tony came over to the UFC and fought uh, Randy Couture. It was just one of those like, well, we're trying to prove a point that these guys, you know, like James Tony, who's I don't even know, he's like forty something years old when he tried this, that they couldn't they couldn't hang in the octagon. And it was it was like, of course he can't. It's just the stupidest thing of all. He's he's going to get taken down and pounded out, which is exactly basically what happened. Um, and then uh, and then you get this this other side of it and what's great about it is i really i really think that this fight could only happen right now because conor mcgregor has put this you know he's basically dangled a, a ridiculous carrot out there um that he keeps meeting it say he puts one thing out there and then he, he gets it he does the next thing he says he's going to be the first uh, you, the first guy you know to, to win two titles and he does that he just basically keeps meeting his own goals and so he dangles this one out there and it's very difficult this is the only time he's ever going to get this where everybody's going to kind of believe in his magic going into this fight because mm-hmm. we don't know the extent of it yet so uh it's one of those one of those situations man but yeah it if we don't get uh, sick of all the writing and sick of all the, <laughs> all the talk about it and everything beforehand um it should be it should be a lot of fun because you're going to get so many different um you know so many different opinions so many different takes on it yeah. That, uh, it it feels it feels worth it. You know, it feels like um, it, it won't matter in the end. Possibly, I think I do think that we'll look back on it and probably think it was silly on some because we're gonna people will take it to such a level. But um, but the lead up, man, it's gonna it's it should be really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I have so much, I have so many points from what you said. You talked about uh, you talked about the reactions from the fighters. I mean, there was there've been a lot of great. Uh, roundups of Twitter reactions, and it was it, it was pretty striking that that from the UFC fight, the UFC side, all the fighters and people involved with MMA were just sort of like, "Whoa, it's happening!" And all the people on the boxing side were like, "This is a fucking disgrace." Like, <laughs> That's true. I mean, and, and, true. and part of that is just the sort of provincialism of boxing. You know, I mean, this is this is. I mean, if you go knock on the door of the uh, you know the executive editor suite at Sports Illustrated or, or ESPN or anything like that, you'll find some old guard people who are just who who don't even want to acknowledge the existence of MMA uh, yeah. but hold boxing up as the as you know as the as the highest form of of athleticism and that and a lot of that goes back to the to the great purple pros of the you know 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s right. I mean but um but yeah I mean you had a you had a really great line in the piece that you wrote for MMA fighting um, which goes to what you were saying, where you, you say McGregor is the only fighter where the verdict's still out, uh, and not just on whether he's whether or not he's in collusion with the cosmos, but just how deeply. I mean, that's I think that's right. ex- that's exactly right. It's McGregor is the only fighter, the only MMA fighter for whom enough question about his like his immortality exists. You know that that you could that you could imagine this, um, but. Uh, let's just get down to the brass tacks uh, before we before I let you go. If, if McGregor uh, win, uh, well, I don't even know if it's worth talking about. If he wins, this is this is one of the greatest moments in in MMA history and maybe sports history. If he loses, does it affect his UFC career? Well, that's that's the question, man, and that's. Uh... Because he's had such career escalations, like he's he's put these dangling carrots and he's achieved them basically. Like he's he's been almost a prophet for his own career um, over the last three years. It's it's really weird to contemplate what happens afterward on a lot of levels. The biggest one being, does he even come back to the UFC? Because after making a nine-digit payday, he's never going to get that fighting in the UFC. Um, 
it'll be the first time that he's had to basically concede and go backwards. And that's one of those those strange things. I feel like he's structured his mind is structured in such a way. You know, he's got to he's got to outdo himself every time out. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, like, how does he mentally hand that, handle that if he loses? And you know, is if he loses, does he think like, okay, now I'm going to go back to my realm and uh, and accept that again? You know, get back into that and, and accept the praise and all the you know all the battle who that comes with just the MMA side of it, but. It's 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 tough. If he if he like loses in the sense of um, like I think it will go down, where basically he just he he's not effective. He gets frustrated. There's just nothing there. Um, I I think it's going to it's going to hurt him on some level, man. Because part like what you just mentioned, part of uh, part of his you know part of his whole thing is just the Mystic Max side of it, right? Like he's he's this guy who. Um, hasn't looked, I mean, even in loss, even in the loss, it was just one of those weird things. He handled himself so well in the loss to Nate Diaz, and he was—he said all the right things, but he still contained that, that mysticism or something about him. I feel like that kind of goes away, and that's, it's, hard to, uh, it's hard to gauge just how much that will go, but I, I'm telling you right now, man, it's, people, are, people are happily deluded to believe that he's like, um, you know, a true mystic. Like They want to believe that he's this guy who can do anything. Um, and as long as that's intact, he's going to be a big sell. But I feel like that's what's going to that, that's what'll take the blow is just his mystique, and uh, he'll come back to MMA. And I think if he does that, we'll have to wait and see. But it'll be interesting on a lot of levels just to see if he's um, if he's the same guy. If he wins, I can't. I, I it's almost more unfathomable what happens. I mean, I really don't know what happens. There was no language in the contract about a possible rematch, nothing like that. But. Um, I, it'd be really interesting if he ever comes back to fighting at all, or if he gives you know another Mayweather fight. I mean, who knows at that point? Well, yeah, but, I mean, um, from from everything we know about McGregor, you'd think that if he loses, even if he loses handily, that yeah. that that he's going to wake up the next day obsessed with becoming a good enough boxer to beat Floyd Mayweather. You're right. I mean, it's hard it's hard to imagine him losing and just being like, all right, let's let me go let me go defend my UFC title next month. And he's just it's, it's just not in his character. One hundred percent, and and unless like the best case scenario would be maybe it's just a competitive fight, right? Maybe he knocks down Floyd, something like that, where there's just a moment where it almost sways in his favor, but somehow he loses in the end. Well, then if he was trying to sell himself, like you know what, I want to, I have to do it again, I have to do it again, you could sell it, but I, I have a feeling that you know the way that Floyd fights, it's just it's not going to be conducive to that. I think that um, you know it, the bottom line is I don't think that he'd be able to generate it, and it, it will probably. Uh, bother him if he loses you because you're right man he's obsessed when he once he gets something once he gets fixated on something that's what it uh that's what it, it's all about for him so like i said man it's it's such an unprecedented sort of segue into the into all of this um that it's it's really hard to know man how this is going to affect on uh, you know the sport of mma you know i don't know about like boxing and stuff like that but the sport of mma losing you know connor for that amount of time and if he's coming back and all that stuff i mean it's just it's a weird time man it'll be fun to see kind of what happens with him afterwards i I know dana i saw dana white saying something like that he he was hoping that he would come back in december um and defend his lightweight belt so i guess we'll see if that happens too it's hard to imagine i mean on the floyd side like you know if if he were to lose um uh, in in some sense, it would it would it would certainly obviously damage Floyd's uh, F- Floyd's legacy. I mean, he's an undefeated fighter up to this point. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, part of what 
the reason why we watch combat sports and boxing in particular is to see our is is to see legends built and then to see them destroyed, right? I mean, and so that that has got to be part of the reason why why the gambling odds are not more in Mayweather's favor is because there's so many there's so many people placing bets on McGregor on the on yeah. the kind of blind hope that he's going to pull this off. It's just the excitement it's just the, the 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 possibility of of uh of of being surprised of seeing uh you know a legend dismantled it's it, it's a uh, i mean it it, yeah. re- it really is the fight game distilled down to everything except the fight that's what i keep coming back to yeah it's plus i think he was like plus 800 which is crazy and it's also nuts too that you know he, he for forever now connor's been the a side of any any matchup and this is the one time where he's going to be the b side the whole way he's going to make less money um, you know he's going to be cast like we just mentioned as an underdog. It's all swayed towards Mayweather, so it's a, it's 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 funny for him to be such a um, basically a, he's going to be a, a the underdog, which then makes him a fan favorite in this fight. Um, given where he's coming from, and you know just what a, kind of what a blowhard and coxcomb and all those things that he is. I mean he's just he, it's it's such a unique. It's it could only be Floyd Mayweather really that would put him in that kind of position. So. Um, it'd be fun to watch him as the B-side, but you've been around a long time. You've seen him kind of leading up to these fights with Diaz and Alvarez and stuff. Once he gets the microphone and starts jabbing at him, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. He's going to sell the fight all on his own, uh, and, and that part of it's going uh, It'd be interesting to see how he handles that. Did you, saw, did you see that he already posted a, a picture where he said the fight is on of uh, Floyd Sr.? Yeah, no, this, this is what I love. <laughs> He's First already of all, doing it. I love, I thought that, was, that, was a great, that was a wonderful tweet. That was a top-notch tweet. At the same time, from like you know, in McGregor's history, that was sort of weak sauce. You know, like if that's obviously he's got a lot of time to hype the fight, but it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see what he does when like every moment he put he gets himself in front of a microphone is like five more million dollars in his pocket, and how <laughs> right. and how he balances his public presence versus his training. Um, I mean, I think that's actually, I mean, just a really interesting financial uh, equation too. Um, listen, we're gonna I, I'm I'm gonna let you go. Um, is there, is there anything that, that you're looking forward to that we haven't talked about yet? Are there, is there, is there, are there any unexpected, uh, you have any unexpected takes on this fight? Not really, man. I mean, it's, it's one of those things you're just trying to wrap your mind around the, the, the whole deal as itself. But, uh, I think until the players themselves kind of start going at it a little bit, uh, it's, it's kind of, it's just right now in that, in that process of, pinching yourself and saying, I cannot believe that we're finally doing this. It's strange because we knew it was inevitable, but there's something about it becoming final and official that you're like, this is crazy, man. They're actually going to go through with this. An 0-0 fighter against a 49-0 guy coming out of retirement to, and, you know, to possibly break the pay-per-view record. I mean, it's just one of those things that it's going to take a little time to process, but, uh, you know, <laughs> once the guys start talking and and getting uh, get that bad blood brewing a little bit, I think it, it'll get fun. It, it will carry. I think this will be right in your wheelhouse, man, because of the uh, I I do get the the pro wrestling kind of vibe in this whole thing too. Um, there's there's just so much like that going into it. So once the players start going at it, I think there'll be a lot more to say on it. I totally agree, man, and and I'm gonna be right here for the whole thing. Uh, thanks so much, Chuck Mendenhall. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. Awesome, man. Thanks, brother. Okay, I am joined now by Ringer Writers Extraordinaire, Micah Peters and Sam Shuby. How are you guys doing? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? Feeling great, Dave. How are um, you? I know Shuby's excited. 
Shuby, Shuby, Shuby exploded. Uh, that's probably the wrong way to put it. So Shuby, Shuby's excitement exploded through Slack yesterday in the office. Yeah, and then uh, I took a couple laps around the office. Uh, did my best Notre Dame mascot pose. I'm, I'm ready for this. We've been, we've been on the edge of our seats uh, about the potential for this match happening for some time. It really seemed like it would never happen. I talked about this some with Chuck, but just the, the fact that it's actually the distance between. Us, us talking about, oh, it's going to happen, like when we started getting word a couple weeks ago, to it actually happening feels like such a great distance. Well, we know how to measure the distance, right? Like that distance is exactly $100 million. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can put an exact number on just how unlikely this fight was. Yeah. And so for months it was like, this is a, a ridiculous thing that will never happen. No one will do it. There's too much to lose, too little to gain. But then when the thing you can gain is $100 million, we're in, so let's do it. You, if it, you, you said in your piece yesterday that you would, you would fight Floyd Mayweather for a hundred million dollars. Happily, Micah, do you have an opinion <laughs> on this? You mean like if I have to go like and be on like world television, where presumably all of my family and loved oh, ones yeah, would be course. watching? Of course, for a hundred million. Yeah, absolutely, I'd do yeah, that. Yeah, you can go like buy a new country. I could buy my. You, you could move on to an island. Like, it's very easy <laughs> if you're alive. I think that's the question. Uh, you, you sent you sent this clip around uh, that that uh, Chris Van Hedren posted on Twitter um, of him sparring with McGregor. It's more than anything, more than a boxing match or an MMA fight. It reminded me of the previous like Twitter meme of Conor McGregor fighting the Mountain from Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, except except Conor McGregor was in the aggressor's position in that one because the Mountain was like, if I mess with this guy too much, if I do, if I do anything, I'm probably going to like murder him and I'll, then I'll be it's, in jail yeah. and it'll be a problem. I mean, it felt like McGregor was just totally outmatched in the sparring match. And, and, and certainly he can, he can uh, you know, he has time to train. But the, the kind of meta question that I keep coming back to is, can an elite athlete with unlimited money and resources and let's just say enough time to, to prepare, if he just picks one point, one game plan, if he says the only way I win this match is to knock out Floyd in the first round, is it possible for him to train well enough in this amount of time to get there? <laughs> that, I, I mean, should we say this together at the same time? No. <laughs> no. I mean, like, the thing is that, like, it's, it's, it's a completely different sport and I'm not like I'm I'm confessing to not being an expert in either thing like obviously just a casual observer I have blown off Shuby probably three months in a row like going to spar like on the weekends but the thing is that like but like and I said this in the piece that I, I guess will be up later after this podcast is up was that McGregor boxes you know inverted commas mm -hmm. and Mayweather is a boxer. Like, yeah. I mean, from the day he was born. Yeah, I mean, that's this is the. I mean, it, it's it's such. His dad is a boxer. His uncle is a boxer. He grew up in gyms. You know, he he spent his he spent his his life standing on two feet in a ring, not you know like grappling on a mat. Yeah, and McGregor is one of the best stand-up fighters in MMA. But it's that's cool. That's great for him. No, that's I know. Like I'm, really exciting. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm 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 with you on this. It's just, it, I mean, I feel like to some extent, uh, UFC, MMA and UFC in particular has been fighting so long and so hard for recognition, for, for people to, to give them respect that they almost do themselves a disservice because they, they talk about stand up fighting in the, in the, in the octagon in boxing terms. You know, it's like he's, yeah. they've been training for, with their, with their boxing. Yeah, I they've mean, been, like UFC is cross disciplinary. The thing is that like you're learning, you know, the basics of boxing, but you're also like taking jujitsu and very specific different types of like 
fighting styles that require using your opponent's strength against them and this, that, and the other thing. But the thing is that, like, boxing is, they're different in so many specific ways. Like, yeah. And here's the thing for me Conor McGregor is a tremendous stand up boxer as a mixed martial artist. Yep. And he uses those boxing skills when the matchup calls for it, right? When, like, he feels that the other guy in the octagon is asking for it. You know, mm-hmm. is asking for a real whooping with a, a you know a, a right hand lead or whatever. Floyd is the greatest defensive boxer maybe in the history of boxing. Oh yeah. Um, th- this is not a case where like styles make fights where where you know McGregor's style <laughs> runs into runs into Floyd's. Like yeah. th- th- this is a case where a guy who's never boxed professionally has to figure out how to box sure. against you know the the, the king it, of the of, best of shoulder boxer slips. of his generation. I mean, in, in MMA, we, there's a lot of discussion about, like, you know, when, when McGregor gets in the octagon, it's about his opponent's jaw. I mean, he's not going to get near Mayweather's jaw, right? I mean, that's the, I mean, he, he maybe, but that's, but I mean, that's a big, that's a question in of itself. Just about every one of those left-handed, like, those left-handed straights that he throws are going to glance off of Mayweather's shoulder. Like, it's going to be almost exactly like and a lot of a lot of people have already drawn this comparison so far like this morning maybe in the last 24 hours that it's going to be a lot like Muhammad Ali fighting Antonio Inoki yes. in 1976 like where you know with the exception of okay so those of you that are listening out you'll probably know this I recently had to you know like tunnel down into it yeah uh, but um right after the thrill of Manila uh Muhammad Ali was offered $6 million to fight this basically mixed martial artist in Japan mm-hmm. named Antonio Inoki, and they adjusted the rules so that Inoki didn't have to wear gloves, but if he wanted to kick, he had to have one knee on the mat. So he chased Muhammad Ali around the ranks, like trying to sweep the leg for 15 rounds. Yeah. And it was the dumbest thing ever. It was terrible. There's some, I mean, there's some, there's some people, there's a theory that that actually affected Muhammad Ali to a great deal because he did have some like blood clot issues after being kicked in the leg a lot of so many times, but his career was sort of trending downward at that point anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it's it, it's a really interesting point of comparison, but the biggest difference here is, like, McGregor can't go down on a knee and kick anybody. I mean, McGregor has to fight com- ex- exclusively on Mayweather's terms. Yeah. Well, I, I love the idea that there this is a question. Yes. You know, like, yeah. what's going to happen if Mayweather, you know, takes to the mat? <laughs> yeah, people are asking. That's, why are you asking that? They're boxing. All right, so let's let's just take it fully into the realm of conspiracy theory. They've gone, oh, they've sure. Been, they've been really loud. Dana White yesterday made, it was really clear about, you know, there's no way there's going to be, you know, there are, are the rules in place. People are asking if there's rules in place for in case Connor does some UFC, you know, some MMA moves. But, mm. I mean, that would just be insane. But the thing that the, 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 the uh, the point of comparison that jumped into my head was Mr. T versus Rowdy Roddy Piper at uh, at WrestleMania two, I believe. And they're on, on their chief. They, no, they had a, <laughs> they had a they had a boxing match that was it was billed as ten rounds of boxing, and then in like the third round, Mr. T. I mean, uh, Piper got frustrated and body slammed Mr. T. Right, and that was the best possible so the best possible uh, way to draw up this fight because no one actually wanted to see them fight. There's no way it was going to be interesting. Is it possible that they just went in and made this handshake agreement that McGregor was going to go off the script and slam him in like the fifth round, and then they would both look better for it? Okay, let's let's think about what what is good about that being true. <laughs> let's start there. Um, they get an instant rematch. Yeah. Right. They do it again. Sure. After everyone's been paid and all the pay per views have been bought. Mm-hmm. So 
if they have a handshake deal that, that Floyd is not going to, you know, sue McGregor's pants off for, for kicking him in the knees. Sure, let's do it. That's great. You know, everyone gets paid twice. Um, I, but I, I don't know. I feel like Dana White has been, like, way too polite yeah. in this whole process. Sure. This is, like, a very, like, muted, you know, oh, no, we're going to let Showtime, you know, bring in their guys, and they're the boxing experts. This is a boxing match. I'm just, you know, happy to see Connor get a chance. All of the negotiations have been smooth, quote, unquote. But what is that about? I, I, I feel like maybe that's masking a little bit of a... Uh, well, you know, she, bumpiness or some excitement or something we should be if interested in? the negotiations in. were so smooth, I'm, I'm confused as to why it took so long. I mean, I know that there's a lot of, like, you know, just, like, minor details that probably get worked out over a period of months as, you know, in, in, in any fight. Well, I mean, what Mayweather basically started this May 2016. He started the rumors. He yeah. was the first guy who said, you know, people have been know, talking. Exactly. Like he Many was on people fight are saying about, you know, Conor McGregor like, wants to fight me. You know, he was on Fight Heights talking about Arturo Gatti, and he was just like, we should get this fight popping in June. And then, like, you know, well, I mean, I guess here we are. It's going to happen in August, but... Yeah, something about it feels incredibly off. Yes. I think that I mean I think the actual answer to my own to the question I posed is that the Nevada Athletic Commission would just like have both men thrown in jail for the rest of their lives. Like it would it would be a yes. real problem <laughs> if there was any if there was any indication that they, that anything like even even no, if, noted straightforward legal body the Nevada <laughs> Athletic Commission. Well, maybe maybe just thrown into a ditch out back or something. I mean Mayweather may be big enough to defy them, but I I find it hard to imagine that McGregor is. Um, I mean, is there? Uh, what do you think the most exciting point between now and the fight is going to be? Is it, it starting with yesterday and ending with? I said it before when I was talking to Chuck. The ring entrances, which I think might just be a supernova of that. How that's it, the oh, apex yeah. here. Like it's that. That is be the best thing. The about moment. This. Um, I, I mean, Floyd's you know past uh, accompaniment has has been Justin Bieber in like various hats and sunglasses. Lil Wayne, Wayne. not wearing a shirt. Yeah. Um, that will be terrific. Connor's just going to show up to like, you know, shipping up to Boston or something. I mean, he, no. I mean, like, who I actually probably, like, Connor McGregor will probably walk into the ring with like Yo Gotti or something. Like, in a fur coat. In a, in a fur coat, yes. In August in Vegas. With sunglasses on inside. But I, I think that's it. I think the entrances are the moment where you're going to have the sort of like apex of interest and fun and excitement. And then you get in the ring and setting aside for a moment the fact that this is, you know, a guy who boxes versus a guy who doesn't box. Yeah. Have you guys ever watched a Floyd Mayweather fight? Yes. <laughs> like, these are not fun. <laughs> you know, no, like, from a purely, like, technical tedious. boxing perspective, he is a clinician. It is incredible. He's a, a an otherworldly talent. If what happens in the ring, I mean, what happens in the ring has to matter some, obviously. Is there any chance, again, conspiracy theory, is there a chance that Floyd toys with him and, and kind of drags the match out a little bit just for the just for the sake of showmanship? Here's my hot take. Floyd doesn't have any choice but to go 12 rounds with him. Floyd can't knock anybody out anymore. Oof. Floyd Floyd broke his hand in the ninth round against uh, against Berto in his last fight. It's true. Wow. Fact check that. I don't know if he broke it, but Floyd Floyd hasn't knocked anybody out for a while. So I think it it is not only a a well, in sort of that, like real you know need for Floyd to go the distance, but it, it also looks good for him if he can just you know toy with him for twelve rounds. I mean, like also there's a tactical advantage to go in the full twelve rounds because Conor McGregor has not fought longer than five rounds, like it maybe fought over two what five times. I don't know. I, mean, I don't have the numbers, that. but that sounds about right. Yeah. Oof, twelve rounds is going to be that. That's that's a that that's more, that's almost a bigger jump for McGregor than I mean. Who knows if he's already at that level of of endurance? But I mean, that would be that's a much bigger jump almost than learning how to box. 
<laughs> I don't know, Shubi. You're the expert here. I'm, um, I'm no expert. I pretend to be no expert. Um, right before we started, we were talking about this. I mean, we know this fight is all about hype, right? I mean, that from, yeah. it's going to be from now, like you, like we were saying, Everything's until pro the wrestling. ring entrance. It's, it is. Everything is pro wrestling now. Yeah. Um, but uh, Floyd is on TMZ today. The headline is Floyd Mayweather. Here's why McGregor could beat me. Now, McGregor's been relatively muted in the past 24 hours. I mean, he, he did tweet out a great picture of Floyd Sr., and, and that was, you know, a nice opening shot. Um, Jadena versus Lou Gossett. Yeah, but, uh, but, but Floyd has been out there on, in, several, I mean, in several venues talking about how he could lose this fight. Um, there's no way to look at this other than it's just the art of the hype, right? It's, it, extremely well-practiced hype, too. And I think the... Uh, the the venue is is instructive. Floyd is not getting on the phone with a reporter at the New York Times. Floyd is not talking to you know a boxing reporter of note. Floyd is just speed dialing TMZ yeah. and saying, "Get at me, guys! I'm worried I'm going to lose. I feel like I'm fat." And TMZ is like, "Sure, we will put that on the front page." Um, so look, he, he, Floyd remains the canniest promoter in boxing, right? Like. The, the shift toward the end of Floyd's career toward booking his own fights and to mm. paying his opponents out of his own pocket and to paying the hot dog guys and taking a cut on every single one of those is is brilliant. And, uh, you know, a, a, a moment of sort of like tactical genius on his end. He's, he's a, a businessman and also a horrible human being. Um, <laughs> so Floyd knows how to play this game and he's invested in, in making this work for him. I'm, I guess what I'm interested... I don't know. Maybe I've missed it, but I haven't seen anybody just hot taking that McGregor is going to win, which I think is a real open lane that the ringer should investigate. The thing is that, like, uh, okay, so the the what people seem to keep bringing up is like, you know, Mayweather's had trouble with southpaws in the past. Like Oscar De La Hoya said that, you know, like um, Zab Judah gave him like gave him hell for whatever. And the thing is that, like, okay, but he hasn't lost, and those were actual boxers. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I, I'm particularly interested, hot taking aside, with how kind of mainstream institutional media is going to handle this fight, right? I mean, mm-hmm. ESPN. Um, th- this feels like uh, this feels like almost a more difficult. I mean, not to target ESPN in particular, but ESPN's done a lot of work with WWE in the past couple of years. But this feels like more of a hurdle for them almost because WWE is sort of sidebar, right? And this mm-hmm. is trying to take on this. This hype, sh- this fight that's all about showmanship. That's not. It's yeah. not a legitimate boxing match. In this, I you mean, know, they they had uh, Max Kellerman staring dead into the camera this morning, saying yes. McGregor will not land a single punch on Floyd. I think that that's a legitimate point of view, and Max is the you know the best person to ask. I trust Max. I believe him. That's great TV today yes. in June of 2017. Uh, it's like not super good on August 26th. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, you I know, would- and and I I wonder if that. Uh, Sounds less and less interesting the closer we get to the fight. Well, I think that like you know, well, if you if you got to put Teddy Atlas in, in a, a closet over there, so he stops saying McGregor's going to get destroyed on TV. Yeah, no, I think that that's really because because they, they do. I mean, hyping it is in their interest too. You know, I mean, I was watching I was watching Levitard this morning right before I came over, and and um, he was just sort of in the midst of like a fifteen minute performative sigh that was just like <laughs> oh like this is you're all <laughs> you're all a bunch of marks if you think that any that this match is anything at all. All right, so I, I have a question about that, and I'm wondering how you feel about it, Dave. This idea that if you are a true boxing fan, mm. you should be disappointed by this. You oh. should be angry about it. That it, it it makes a mockery of the sport. Um, no, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, I mean, if if the if Floyd were in the prime of his career, and this could be seen as like a waste of one of his fights or a, a potential injury for him or, you know, a, a way to mar his legacy. I mean, I guess I could see that argument. I, I mean, I, I'm going to keep bringing it back to pro wrestling, but you get to a certain point in age and fame in the, in the, in the pro wrestling industry where you only come back for super fights. It doesn't matter if it's like the best fight that people like, you know, when, uh, when when the Undertaker comes back once a year, all of the all of the Smark fans like me are like, oh, he's got it. We want him to fight Daniel Bryan or like our favorite like technical wrestler who only we really appreciate. Right. No, he's gonna fight Roman Reigns. He's gonna fight Triple H. He's gonna fight the biggest names in the business so that we have these matches on tape to sell DVDs of for the next hundred years or whatever. Yeah. I mean, DVDs won't exist for a hundred years, <laughs> but you know the fight the fight will carry on. I think that it's got to be. I mean, I I don't understand. I mean, I understand the gut reaction that this is. I mean, like it's asking you to be a little bit dumber than you are, yeah. which I mean, like yeah. is, which is you know fine, but at the same time, like it's Being dumb totally is great. Po- sometimes, it, it's man. great, exactly. <laughs> like I mean, like sometimes you're going to see. I mean, the Expendables just because John Claude Van Damme is in it. I don't like whatever. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not like. It's the end of the world. It's a thing that's going to happen. It's going to be entertaining, probably, for a round. And, you know, and, and if you had to sort of run Hollywood just on art house movies, it'd fold. You know, yes. like yeah. Keith, Keith Thurman is a great boxer. Triple yeah. G is incredible. Canelo is a technician. These guys are awesome. All due respect, no one really cares, right? Like, yeah. boxing is in a weird spot. And best case scenario, more people are going to be watching now. Yeah, I totally agree. And there's going to be, I mean, the, the undercard on this on this fight could, I mean, that it, again, like wrestling, it's like set aside the main event. It's what's number two and number three. Like that's the future of the sport. Right? Yeah, exactly. And 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 you know, you get a chance to showcase those dudes. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be time for the for the world really... to meet uh, Anthony Joshua, who uh, <laughs> already wants in on the card. A six foot seven heavyweight champ from the UK. I mean, oh as, as as stoked as we got for Mayweather Pacquiao when Pacquiao was a shell of his former self. Yeah, right? that was a mistake. Um, Five Canelo, we got that. really. I mean, I remember like how excited I was for Canelo that was just like you and look know, I, I remain extremely cushion. excited for Canelo Triple G you know oh of course three weeks after this fight yeah no no it's, it's gonna be really good I'm just saying that like what the, the mat I don't know what the match you wanted Floyd to come out of retirement to take is if not if not something like this no. I mean it's it is it's a gimmick it's a gimmick you know I mean it's a it's a it's all about the hype it's all about the showmanship I was saying uh to, to Sean Finnessy that that you know you can you can look back at all these you know, uh, Ali Anoki, you can, I mean, there's a lot of historical parallels. The first thing that comes to my mind is Chris Collinsworth racing a horse because it's just like, this is just all about the spectacle. I think I was going to say that, I think I was going to say that you're watching like Mayweather at this point in his career is like Jordan in a Wizards jersey, but this is going to be like Jordan, like waxing OJ Mayo, like at basketball camp, like (laughs) at age 50. Well, and, and here's the thing, like it could be Floyd versus Pauly Shore. You know, like on on Fox at eight PM in like celebrity <laughs> boxing or whatever. Oh yeah, but it's Floyd against Conor McGregor. Like that's fun. That's interesting. There are like things to argue about here. This is this is like a little closer to actual boxing than you know the dumb circus I think it's being made out to be. Um, yeah, I mean, and certainly it's. I mean, they're they're framing the match as a legitimate boxing match. I mean, it's going to be for for no matter what happens between now and the bell. The way what happens after the bell, it will be a traditional boxing match. And yeah. if you're right, it's 12 rounds of boxing. I mean, that's that's great. And you know what? We will all have the privilege of shelling out uh, upwards of $100 for it. What what is the most they could possibly charge for this and get and and have you not? I mean, 
if they said five hundred dollars, I mean, Sam Shuby might just be forced, you know. Or no, you, absolutely you, you not. Could, you could I will ex- not. You pay could expense that. For it. <laughs> but but what what is it, the average person? I mean, a hundred dollars is the benchmark now. I think mm. it. I think it has to sit at a hundred, right? Because it was a hundred for Mayweather-Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. This is like not as real of a fight. It it is like I don't think it's as big as that one was, and it's also fake. Yeah. So I don't think you can go any higher. I'm sure Dana White will try. Yeah, man, it'll 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 be really interesting. Um, all in right. The, in the meantime, we can pour a little out for uh, Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy Promotions, yeah. who are oh, licking their wounds by saying that actually, you know, fans think uh, in terms of billing cycles on their cable bills. <laughs> so, you know, they they will buy both fights. That's great. I don't um, even know how many subscriptions I'm paying right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when does Netflix get into boxing? <laughs> yeah, jeez. I mean, it's got it's it's got to be only a matter of time. Netflix should have been doing this. How long? Uh, I mean, what is is Mayweather going to? If Mayweather wins, will he he will retire again after the match? Right? Presumably. I mean, boxers always retire in the ring because it's. I mean, it's that's why it's the hype game because at the moment that I mean the next day, no one cares about the fight or the fighters anymore. Listen, man, I I, I go and box on Saturdays, and every Saturday afternoon, I retire from boxing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's the right place to end this. Thank you, guys. Uh, any, any parting shots before we get out of here? Uh, none. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, and again, I, it's strange that we have to keep coming back to this, but McGregor is not a boxer. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I, here's the thing, though. I'm really excited. I'm going to try as hard as I can to talk myself into Connor. That's it. That's the game. That's, I think that's, that's where probably I'm at. like the that's best what I way want. to go. I mean, I, you know. Unproven, untested. He's he's a, a a mysterious quantity. He's an unknown, unknown. Let's do it. Things we don't know, we don't know. All right, you heard it here first. Conor McGregor is going to win. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, knockout in the second round. <laughs> That's right. I'm I'm right there with you, with fingers crossed. Uh, okay, guys, thanks so much for coming out. Thank you all for listening. We'll uh we'll, we'll see you back here on Channel 33 soon. Oh, thanks, David. Oh.